There's a hundred or more episodes of this kid's show. It's somebody's job to recap it. But the obvious problem for our group of co-hosts is going on too many tangents. Like maybe watching TikToks and Cordon Gabby Yummy or finding all our superpowers. Mentioning the times that Candace can test lit or playing a game for an hour. Giving nosy points, going to Twitter jail or laying some kind of egg. Reading and studying, running like Naruto or Vets as fake when a pig. As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to say before this show is done. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, pod is gonna have some fun. So stick with us, cause what you're doing, pod is gonna have some fun. Mom! Felipe, Will, and Navi are making a podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Doing, your favorite Phineas and Ferb rewatch podcast. And we are here. It is season three. Now, here is someone who sometimes really would like to give up. It is Felipe, and I'm not alone. I am joined by someone who never wants to run. In fact, she would rather just sit in the library and read books all day. It is Navi. Navi, how are you doing? Yeah, that's probably the most accurate intro we've done so far for me. I do not like running. <laughs> I Running? You can miss me with that. Physical activity? No. No, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, but Navi, what's new with you? How you been? Um, you know, tired. Um, at least the snow is melting, so there's that. Yes, we are hopefully in springtime. Um... Yeah, Navi, uh, I'm excited to get into season three of Phineas and Ferb. Uh, we don't have Will yet. He is still in Germany, in Deutschland. Uh, but uh, it is just the two of us, and that means that we each get to recap an episode. Um, but before we get started, what are your memories of season three, if you have any? Because uh, I don't. Uh, well, when I was watching the show, I didn't know what episodes were in what season um but just based off these two episodes alone uh this seems to be like a very fun season so far i enjoyed both of the episodes uh it was a really strong start to season three yeah and this technically were the they were the first two episodes created but they didn't air first in season three the one we're gonna watch next time the great indoors slash kenderami were uh aired first and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find out the dates because we still have to do Across the Second Dimension, I believe, uh, because at some point that's going to air. Okay, so that that aired after these episodes did. So we can do Across the Second Dimension when Will is back. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you? So you didn't remember either of these because I sure as not, I sure did not. I remembered the first episode. The second one was a bit foggier. I did love that I recognized Jesse from Toy Story as Joan Cusack being uh, <laughs> the the grandma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you want to do you want to get started with the first recap just to get everyone caught up? We are recapping Run Candace Run as well as The Last Train to Bustville, uh, which aired. Oh, I should have not deleted that uh, window. Uh, the those aired originally on March 11, two thousand eleven. Uh, they are production code 301A and 301B, and they got 3.21 U.S. million viewers, um, which I don't think we do that regularly, but I was trying to s- stall. I don't know why. Reasons unknown, <laughs> but Navi, take us away with the first episode. 
All right, so starting off with the, it's mostly Candace, Linda, and Jeremy plot. There's not a whole ton of Phineas and Ferb in this first half of the episode. Um, but it does start off with the boys watching the Uncovery channel. Uh, they're watching a documentary about cheetahs, and they know what they're going to do today, and Candace predicts that. But she says she's going to be chill, because she's going to go to Jeremy's family picnic. But then she becomes not chill when she realizes she doubled or even tripled booked herself with both Linda and Stacy. Yeah, I wanted some resolution from the Stacy plotline. Like I was like, what did she flake on Stacy doing? Why is Stacy wearing this outfit? Like this animal head? Um like and she doesn't we don't even acknowledge it for the rest of the episode. Which is very funny. Yeah, but also like the the completionist in me wants to know what happened and what Stacy like you know, because we're never gonna get Stacy calling Candace out, deservedly so. Content with it, just leaving it off. Like I like leaving stuff to the imagination. Sometimes it helps with the humor. That's valid. That's valid. All right. So the boys end up making super shoes, uh, which they then go to test out. And Candace is sort of like eavesdropping on them. And then when they leave, she uses the extra pair that they made to run between the picnic and the library. And I love the little gags we get when she's like running to and from the library to. Jeremy's picnic my favorite one is the one that is probably the darkest with Annabelle where they're like oh yeah she like got lost 20 years ago and she never came back I thought it was a dog at first that was really funny when she picked up the woman I was like oh I bet she's Annabelle I I just felt like it um but did you did you I mean you've seen the episode before did you remember this little thing yeah, I remembered this part uh, pretty well. Uh, it's probably the most memorable part of the episode now. So yeah, uh, I have. We haven't seen Jeremy's tattoo, right, or his birthmark? Yeah, the birthmarks are giving like this is probably going to go over your head, Felipe. But it's giving a Joe Star family birthmarks from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where they all just have the same like style of tattoo. It's very fun. Yeah, this definitely went over my head because as soon as I started Googling JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it says Japanese anime series. I was like, okay, maybe Will has a better chance at this. But if Creative Bobby's listening, he will know what's up. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, Creative Bobby's listening? I don't know. Absolutely if not. No, Creative Bobby <laughs> yeah. has a life. Like, if I feel like the rankings for the everyone and their brothers listening to this episode is Will number one. Then I would say TJ, Sam, Creative Bobby last. Um, and like Sam, I feel like would listen. He's more likely to listen uh, on paper, but I think TJ is more of a fan of Phineas and Ferb, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. But also um, TJ, TJ has a baby. So maybe he doesn't even have time for other podcasts, let alone this one where his friend's not even on. I'd like to think I'm TJ's friend in my head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure TJ doesn't know I exist. So <laughs> okay, let's let's have Will or Nathan uh, let us know what they think of like okay, because Nathan is obviously above TJ and Sam and Robbie or Creative Bobby. Uh, so uh, Will is the most likely to listen to this. Then Nathan, then TJ, then Sam, then Creative Bobby. Um, yeah, I think Robert's definitely in last place. But I think Sam at least knows who you are. Yeah, well, we've been on a podcast before, so you better know who I am. <laughs> I'm here for the Sam and Navi fight. Um, let's let's put it on Twitch stream. Let's like let's do it. Uh, like Sam Navi. It's gonna be posted they... on World Star Hip Hop later. Yes. Just like... <laughs> um, Navi has beef with Sam Davis. Let's get that rumor started. No, no, 
uh sam you're cool i guess for now for now um anyways navi what else is happening in this episode uh yeah well uh, during the 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 segment where candace is running to and from the library in the picnic uh one of the kids at the the library is like why is your neck so long (laughs) like so brutal (laughs) this girl came for candace i'm gonna find up her name uh but what I I was like, why is she coming for Candace like this? That's unnecessary, but I also loved it. Did you have, like, a specific part in this, like, bit, I guess, that you really liked, or? I mean, I really enjoyed this little girl because she didn't know how to read. Uh, Mm -hmm. She was like Leah Michelle. Yes. Um... I'm looking, uh, so Smorky the Giant Rabbit's Family Picnic. Can I, can I re- give Smorky my point? Smorky? I, sure. I mean, Will's not here, uh, and I'm too much of a pushover, so I'm like, sure, I'll let you do it. So, uh, is, is, it's kind of funny because it's like, oh, it's about a family picnic. Okay, her name is Sally, I think. Sally, okay. she was in Lawn. Oh, she's been in this uh, show multiple times. Um, she's the girl who had Mary McGuffin temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, she was voiced by Allison Stoner in this episode, but she's had four different voice casts. Uh, Candy Milo, uh, Mira Blinkoff, uh, Allison Stoner in this episode, and then Benita Shekel in the next appearance. Um, and yeah, she... She is a fan of Ducky Momo. She's been in multiple episodes. So, like, oh. if we ever see her again, her name is Sally. Oh, the more you know. Also, this is where we get the Run Candace Run song, which I really liked. like. This I was like, Navi good. probably loves this. Like, it's so good. Spoken, spoken word sort of thing. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I thought it was interesting because I was like, I wonder if there were any copyright laws broken with the Forrest Gump stuff because they probably trademarked that shit um but i i thought it was fun i thought it was kind of like hilariously bad song and that's why i was like navi's gonna love this Um, yes it's great uh is this your early contender for your wettest friend of the season uh yes i love it i unironically love it like i think it's like genuinely really good song i would listen to this uh even if it wasn't like a phineas and ferb song but my wettest friend is uh you don't like that song I like it, but I like it because it's called My Wettest Friend. Oh, yes. Okay. But the song is actually kind of good, I think. I think My Wettest Friend is a good song. Yeah, I, I, it's a good song. I think I like this song better than My Wettest Friend. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, this I felt like this was a meme song, but the fact that you actually enjoyed it is kind of funny because I'm like, oh, I got it wrong. Mm-hmm. So while Candace is doing all her like shenanigans, uh, the boys are testing the shoes and they conclude that they cannot run faster than light, um, which I guess is a, like a nice uh, non sequitur, I guess. Um, and then at the picnic, they're about to give out awards and they have a moment of silence for uh, Grandma uh, Hildegard's uh, 85th birthday. Um, and that's when Candace runs through the entire thing and destroys everything at the picnic. But she does end up finding long-lost relative Annabelle at a random open house that has nothing to do with this episode whatsoever. Um, and then she gets Grandma Hildegard's approval. And that's basically the episode. Yeah, no. Uh, the, the Annabelle and her husband were giving, uh, in Better Call Saul, Betsy and, uh, <laughs> oh, I forget his name, Craig Kettleman. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good call. I, I like that take. Um. No, I, I, um, 
enjoyed the B plot that we'll get into shortly. But uh, Candace, like, she didn't even uh, try to go to Stacy's thing. Uh, and I was upset for her. Um, but like the library stuff was funny. Uh, the lemonade melting. I thought that's where we were going to get the song because you heard the ticking of the clock. Um, and Linda was like, oh, I'm going to read. But my favorite was Sally reading like Leah Michelle. Yeah. And the thing is, Linda looked so proud when Candace was reading through the book. She was like, oh, look at her being all mature. Yeah. All right. Want to get to the Doof and Perry plot? Absolutely. All right. So while all that's going on, uh, Perry gets a a mission from Major Monogram about Doof missing his mortgage payments and that Doof must be funneling the extra money for something evil since his ex Charlene is loaded and would bail him out anyway, which I thought was like a really fun uh, premise for this uh, Doof plot, would you say? Yeah. Because like we've discussed Charlene and the alimony payments before, right? Yeah. So at Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated, there's a bank-sponsored open house going on. And Doof, that's where Doof tells Perry that he's going through a financial crisis and how he'll be homeless if he doesn't solve it. And Perry's just like, just call Charlene. And Doof's like, no, because he doesn't want Charlene to tell him, I told you so, for buying gargoyles. I love the addition of the gargoyles uh, because it was given Quasimodo and Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, I was just waiting for the gargoyles to come to life. But like... Gargoyles is such a random thing that Doofenshmirtz would have, especially because he's from Jusselstein. Mm-hmm. And I feel like gargoyles are like the, like they belong in a town called Jusselstein. Yeah. And this, and Doof's big plan, because he doesn't understand how mortgages work and like what it means to like default your account or what have you, is that he decides he's going to make uh, rumors by saying that the building is unsellable to all the potential buyers that are at the uh, open house. Yeah, no, that I I think it's hilarious. Also, uh, when I was originally thinking of intro jokes, uh, when I was watching the episode, I was like, oh, someone who definitely has gargoyles in her house, Navi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think gargoyles are my vibe. No, your vibe is more like Magikarp from Pokemon. I, I, I think I'm very minimalist. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I could see Navi not having any plants, not having any posters on her walls. She's like... I don't. <laughs> I, I called it. I know Navi so well. <laughs> um, Navi probably like anything that like she doesn't need, she throws out immediately. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a very sentimental person. <laughs> you know what Doofenshmirtz should do? He should open up his apartment for filming uh, from big studio productions because then every day they use his apartment, he gets a month of his mortgage paid. Yeah, but I don't think Doofenshmirtz is doing, like, the 4D chess uh, thinking ahead that uh, a normal person would do. Valid. That's very valid. Yeah. So there is one potential buyer that's interested in the house. I wonder who she could be. And she's there with her uh, partner as well. And Perry is pushing Doof to call Charlene, but he won't do it. Um, And he tries to deter the neighbor uh, them by saying that, you know, it's made out of cardboard and that the neighbors are crazy. But... The couple doesn't care, and Perry's like, yo, call Charlene, and he's like, no. And uh, Perry's getting very frustrated, and I would be too. Yeah, also, we find out that uh, the unnamed husband, fiancé, boyfriend doesn't have a name. But do you know who voices Annabelle? No. It's Tina Fey. Oh, really? Yeah, I just looked this up, and I was like, wow. I guess now I I can kind of hear it now that you say I didn't catch that one. I definitely caught... um, What's her name? Joan Crawford. 
John Cusack, sorry. John Crawford. <laughs> Crawford. Okay. Um, so uh, the buyer um, magically disappears. We don't know where she went or uh, where, you know, it definitely doesn't have to do with the other plot, even though we just talked about it. Um, and Doof is stoked because he thinks he can now live in Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated now that the buyer is gone. But then the banker shows up and rains on his parade. Uh, and tells him that since they didn't make the sale, they're going to tear down the building to make a greeting card factory. And at that point, Doof is like, yeah, I'm going to call Charlene. And that's the end of this B-plot here. So what do you think about it? Um, I had a lot of fun with this episode. I think I liked this episode more than the one that we're going to discuss next. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like a fun start to season three. I don't think it's the best episode ever, but this was like above average, I think. I actually really like this episode. When I was younger, I didn't particularly care for this Doof plot, but as an adult, it hits different. And I I think it's actually my favorite Doof plot or one of my favorite Doof plots we've covered so far. Yeah, no, um, it's definitely definitely an interesting episode. And I I think it's uh, a great start. Like in terms of some of the other stuff we've talked about recently, I think this is one of the stronger episodes besides like the like the big ones. Like I think this was stronger than some of the late game season two one-offs that didn't have anything to do with like the big numbers. Like summer belongs to you is not in this conversation at all, because I think that's such an elite episode, but this was like one of the stronger episodes that we've seen in a while in terms of like the part ones. All right. Perfect. So I guess it's time for a musical break. Let's do it. silly silly navi um so i uh want to start off this episode by talking about um the the voice cast with joan crawford not joan crawford again joan cusack (laughs) navi uh did you recognize the voice immediately or did you wait until the credits i waited until the credits i'm not very good at picking out like like voices of like because i've seen joan cusack movies but like i couldn't pick her up from a crowd or anything like that navi's obviously a fake fan of school of rock i am clearly no but i recognize i was like oh she sounds a little like jesse and then that was like the little bubble blowing thing which i have never seen in real life have you ever seen one of those bubble blowers uh yes i i remember those in real life well no not in real life like but the like, pipes you know. No, I would see them like I remember seeing them in uh, TV shows, but I don't think oh. I've ever seen one in real I feel life. Like the only time I've seen it was in Toy Story too. Um, but anyways, I was excited to see her here, and it's kind of a shame that Will's not here to talk about 
his favorite principal in cinematic television or films history, uh, John Cusack from School of Rock. Um, but anyways, let's get started with the recap. So Phineas and Ferb are on vacation with their uh, maternal grandparents um, back in the wooded area where we had the Ballad of uh, Songbeard. What's his name? Uh, I don't remember his name. I'm but, bad with the name. Sorry. Uh, but like it's the maternal grandparents uh, and Lawrence and the grandpa are not getting along because the grandpa's bored by Lawrence. Um, and I feel like Navi probably enjoyed that little running gag. Yeah, it was great. Probably my favorite part of the episode, if I'm being honest. Oh, the running gag? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Um, I also loved the the fact that like when he his eyes light up because mm-hmm. Phineas and Ferb walk into the room. Um, so he's like, Oh my god, save me from this pain. <laughs> it was so funny. It's Grandpa it's so Clyde cute. and Grandma Betty Joe. That's okay, means. gotcha. Um, Phineas asks Candace if she knows what she wants to do today, and she's like, uh, I'm probably gonna bust you. Um, they also, um, ask, uh, Grandpa Clyde to tell them a story, and he was like, okay, there was this one day I went to a barn, built a balloon, and won the most famous balloon race in history. Um, and (laughs) Firm says, uh, Grandpa Clyde, you make history come alive, basically. And Phineas is like, that's what we're going to do. So they go to the barn and they uh, start building their balloons. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about this later, but how would you feel about hot air balloons? Um, I wouldn't want to be on one. Yeah, no, by the time this episode airs, it's going to happen. So one of my coworkers and pals, Sean, he's proposing to his girlfriend uh, tomorrow. And he was like thinking about different things. Uh, he's not going to do a hot air balloon, but he was like... Ooh, as I thought more and more about it, like, it's so boring. Like, you you propose in a hot air balloon, and you're just kind of stuck there, and no one can be there to take photos. Yeah. Like, it's just a weird proposal. Like, a lot of people like to do it, but I'm just like, as he was thought, talking out loud, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been in a hot air balloon? No. Uh, I believe I have once in Germany, and it just went straight up and then down. Uh, should we tell Will to go it, there? It's in Berlin. Ooh, maybe he would be down for that. Let me look it up. Berlin. Um, Welt balloon. I believe it was. And it just goes straight up. World balloon. Okay. Uh, I will ask my parents for which one it was. Okay. 500 euros. I don't know. I always associate hot air balloons with advertisements because there's mm. always that Remax. Like the like... Goodyear blimp? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um. So, uh, meanwhile, we have Perry running into the chicken coop, and he pushes a button underneath the chicken, falls into the trapdoor. How do you feel about this trapdoor? Um, not a fan. No, yeah, I'm not a fan of uh, going into chicken coops. Uh, have you ever Have you ever hung out with chickens? No, Felipe, <laughs> I I don't like leaving my house. Of <laughs> uh, yeah, no um also uh so we find out this there's gonna be eggs all over this episode so the eggs um we find out that the tri-state area has an unprecedented amount of egg shortages and when we get to doofenshmirtz we'll find out why but first off we gotta meet betty joe and linda who are making lemonade um linda is having trouble seeing in this episode because her contacts need to be refilled um and she says she's blind as a bat and she almost puts salt in the lemonade are you a big lemonade girly um, I like it when there's other fruit in the lemonade. I just don't like straight up lemonade. It's too sour for me. Yeah, no, I'm not a big lemonade person, but uh, 
past guest of the podcast, Jason Curtis Rivera. Mm -hmm. Shout out to him and his Calypso Lemonade account. Yes. Um, so Glenda and Candace walk in and Linda's like telling Candace about Glenda's history, about how she's the first female conductor in the entire tri-state area. Uh, but her train is being decommissioned. So today's the last ride. And Glenda's like, I'm going up to Gearheart Summit. And Betty Jo's like, no one's ever done that successfully. And Glenda's like, I'm not going to give up. But Candace hears the word give up way too many times. So she's like, I'm going to give up um, because she has selective listening. And I feel like I have that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what did you think of uh, Glenda as a character introduction here? Um, and also, like, what a badass woman dominating, breaking the glass ceiling and train conducting. However, I was worried that I did have flashbacks to Amelia Hareheart for a second. I was like, oh, no, Glenda, don't do this. <laughs> No, she's like this was a really fun entrance. Uh do we ever do we see more of her again or is this like her one know. and done? Uh first appearance, last appearance. Okay. Um oh, but the Wilkins brothers we have seen before, her sons. Oh, okay. Do you remember the episode where they have the um bulldozer auctions and Oh they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um anyways, uh so they uh voiced by the people who played Luke and Bo in the Dukes of Hazard. Okay. This is also their last appearance. Anyways, uh so we go uh to Candace and she's like, "Oh, uh give up." Okay, and she sings a song uh about giving up and she gets um it's a power pop gospel song uh by Dan- Danny Jacob, Candace and Olivia Olsen. Mm-hmm. Um so that's uh it's called give up and uh she recruits a lot of different people including um a motorcycle stuntman a football player uh um math teacher or students and she just collects everyone to uh come and join her in the give up uh line look uh, i actually am pro this message sometimes just have to give up and yes. that's okay. And again, I know we haven't seen, you haven't seen the Mario movie yet, but mm-hmm. there's a character who embodies this and you will love them. And it's the Luma. Mm-hmm. Um, so also apparently there's a continuity error because Candace does not scream or run away from the squirrel on the hammock despite her fear of squirrels that we saw <laughs> in the SIMP episode. Maybe she went to therapy and got that figured out. Or she's been hanging out with Kevin the zebra a lot. Or No, the zebra, the talking zebra. Mm-hmm. Navi, we still got to do an episode when we're both high. Yes, true. Maybe when Will's back and he can control us. Maybe. <laughs> um, unless Will wants to participate as well. Uh, anyways, back in the barn, Phineas and Franz launch their balloons. We got four balloons. Belgique and Buford are in a bathtub one together. Um, and uh, they all look like Phineas for Buford and then Isabella's is a heart. They're racing to get to the top of Gearheart Summit as well. And Buford's like, there's, uh, Belgique's like, there's too much weight in ours. So then he like throws uh, Belgique into the air and he's connected to a rope. And I felt so bad for Belgique, but his like, this is like peak Buford Belgique. I feel like we're starting to hit their stride. Yeah. uh, The Belgique Buford shippers are eating good this episode. Yes. um, So we go to Doofenshmirtz vacation condo and Agent P is there in an Agent P balloon. And Doof is, like, very bored, and he's, like, he traps him in a giant egg. I thought this was a cool trapping machine. Uh, but he introduces Perry the Platypus to Dodo Bird, Incubator, and Nader. 
Doof is like very bored. He's like, I am spending way too much time here, but he's trying to form the mighty Dodo Bird army because he wants to use it against the Tri-State area. And he's like, I don't know what a Dodo Bird is. He just knows that they're extinct. So he's like, oh, they're like dinosaurs, <laughs> but they are not. Although they attack like one. True. Um, so uh, we also get to the train stations. They all hop on the train. They pull out. Uh, the brothers are ta- the Wilkins brothers are taunting Glenda, and she tells them they can't forget they can't forget to clean their rooms. Also, uh, Phineas and friends are still racing, and Buford and Balshita are in last place. So Buford throws a swordfish, and then Buford's like, "No, it's a marlin," um, and the marlin hits the branch and bounces right back up and punctures Buford's balloon, pops it, and Ferb saves them, getting them a grappling hook, and they start swinging on there. And Candace has a perfect opportunity to bust them, but. She has given up. So she's like, whatever. Um, and uh, that is that is where we leave things off for a second with the Phineas and Ferb Candace plot. Any commentary so far, Navi, about the Marlin? Uh, no, but uh, have you checked out the posters for the Little Mermaid movie? I have seen some of them, yes. Yeah, a lot of people are clowning the Flounder one. Let's look it up. Flounder, Little Mermaid poster. Speaking of fish and underwater creatures. Uh, yeah, Flounder looks a little tubby and a little grubby and a little less, like, that's my big thing with these live action remakes. Um, at least this one has some humans, but like, with in terms of the animals, like, it's just very, like, bland. You can't tell like, their bland. expressions. Like, they have no facial expression. Exactly. And also, like, they just look a little grubby and, like, lifeless. Like, the, yeah. uh, like I, I compare the live-action Lion King as, like, a shot-for-shot remake without any of the fun or color. Yeah. So I feel like this is going to have a lot of little lacking color. Like, Flounder is a more colorful fish. I feel like this is a very, like, gray fish, and this is, like, with a tint of yellow. Scuttle, too. But uh, Scuttle, like, is at least white in the, fi- in the movie. True. Um, but we shouldn't be caring about the colors of these characters, right? <laughs> yeah, I think there's enough controversy with that. Already. Me, me, my issues with the Little Mermaid are that Flounder's not yellow enough, and I'm like <laughs> going, like that's my that's my hill to die on. Like, uh-huh. I don't care about the race of any of the characters. It's that Flounder is supposed to be yellow. Honestly, this might like, I feel like this is how we should be challenging people being like no like who cares about the little mermaid and her color it's about the fishes yeah anyways um do you have anything else to add while i find my notes again uh no i bet i did see like one person like making fun of that flounder poster by showing two pictures of like two like very like grayed out frogs to represent tiana and naveen from the princess and the frog which is very funny are they doing a live action one of those yet or no no, I think it was just like a parody account. Well, like, did you see check out a live action Lilo and Stitch as well as a live action um, Moana. Oh my god! Like, there's a, they're turning these live action movies out so quickly, and no one is into them. My big takeaway, though, is like if you're gonna at least do them, we all know you're doing it because you want to make money and you know that there's bankable IP. At least put them in theaters instead of Disney Plus that no one's gonna watch. Like, you'll get some money from ticket sales, at least, right? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have as much investment in watching, like, Peter Pan and Wendy or the live-action Lilo and Stitch as I do for The Little Mermaid, but that's because I can make an event out of it and go to the movie theater with friends. Yeah, there was, like, a recent uh, press conference or, like, a convention that was going on, and, like, a bunch of, like, theater execs were like, yeah, we're trying to push more theatrical releases. CinemaCon? Like, good. 
Yeah. 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 Did you anything fun from CinemaCon that you saw? No, I haven't been really I haven't really been following CinemaCon. I've been pretty busy with work. Uh but I did see that headline and I read through the article and I'm like, good. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think CinemaCon is interesting and I agree more theater distribution, like a theater, watching a movie in theater, I think is much more fun. Obviously yeah. Navi disagrees because she's waiting for Mario to come home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I think I, I would rather watch a movie in the theater because I feel like I'm going to pay more attention to the movie anyways. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, so in terms of where we were, Doofenshmirtz, he fires the innator, turns the chicken egg into a giant dodo bird egg, uh, the dodo bird. Uh, it's not smart at all. It's also ugly. And uh, he uh, is attacked by the dodo bird as Perry is kind of like dips. Uh, he also says that the dodo bird looks like a turkey and the dodo bird gets upset. <laughs> I mean, I would be too. Yeah, right? Um, anyways, on the train, Candace goes to see how Glenda's doing. Glenda's like, oh, you look really cheerful, Candace. And Candace is like, yeah, I am. Because your speech inspired me to give up. And Glenda's like, what? That's what my speech did to you? So then Glenda kind of puts all the coal in the thing. They run out of coal and she just kind of chills with the bubble blower. And Candace is like, I'm not going to give up. Uh, and she's like, just to make sure this train's getting decommissioned, no one needs it, right? And then she'll, she starts unloading the entire train, throwing it all into the flame. Uh, so she takes apart the floorboards, the walls, the ceiling. Uh, and Linda and uh, the grandma Betty Jo are playing cards, which Linda doesn't even know what game they're playing, but they don't even notice that all of this is like falling apart. Honestly, um, I wouldn't either. What's your favorite card game? Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I guess Go Fish. That's what yeah, I, I was thinking. Go most. Fish also. I love Uno, Crazy Eights. Yeah, Crazy Eights is pretty fun. Uh, poker sometimes. I haven't played poker in years. We need to get a crew out here. I have uh, never played poker. You have never played poker? It's no. okay. When I watched Big Brother 17, I, I learned the rules of poker, poker for a reason. Poker? <laughs> poker. That's the hashtag. Um, anyways, Phineas and Ferb and friends are still racing. Uh, Isabella has left her balloon and is like, Phineas, what are you doing? Um, and he's like, oh, my steering wheel is a little loose. And Isabella's already in the balloon um, helping. Uh as he tightens the steering wheel. Um, the dodo bird chases Doofenshmirtz off a cliff. Phineas and Ferb see it on the cliff ledge, and they even write down, uh, they check it off, like, what else do we have to do? And they only have to find Frankenstein's brain, uh, which is a little Easter egg to the song. Mm-hmm. Um, train makes it to the t- stop. Candace is like, I knew we could do it, and Glenda's surprised, but Candace says it was all, she knows that Glenda was doing an act, and she learned her lesson. She won't stop giving up. Uh, meanwhile, Linda and Betty Jo have been oblivious to Candace's actions. Uh, they all have made it to the Gearheart Summit, and there's a lot of Phineas and Ferb clothes on the racks because Betty Jo was like, it's a 50% sale. So Candace is looking through the gift shop and sees the Phineas and Ferb outfits, but then the balloons stop right behind each of their outfits, and she drags Linda to them. Linda's like, oh, I can't tell. Uh, hi, boys. And uh, Candace is like, it's Farce Perspective, which I got a little chuckle out of, and I'm sure you did as well as a mm-hmm. student. Uh, and then Phineas and Ferb show up uh, as the clothing, like, uh, like as the balloons fly away. Um, and she's like, oh, whatever. Uh, she's, she looks at them for a second, and then Phineas star- startles her by talking. Also, we find out that Dupe and the Dodo are still fighting. Um, <laughs> anyways, that's the episode. Yeah, this is fun. I still think I like the first one more, but this wasn't bad. Yeah. 
And then in terms of the post credit scene, uh, we got the bird jumping out and popping Ferb's hot air balloon. Uh, and Doof is just like, my vacation's not going well. The hot air balloon explodes. Doof and the bird fall into the Museum of Biological Oddities that the farmer and the farmer's wife bought. And the farmer's wife is yelling at the farmer saying, oh, you bought a bio Museum of Biological Oddities, but you didn't have any biological oddities. And then uh, they look at Doof and confusingly and the dodo lands on top of him. And that's the episode. Hooray. We did it. Anyways, let's go to a musical break. Oh, give up! It's not bad to have goals per se when you teach your coach and counselor at. Cold, hard reality can get in your way when you're really not up to the task. Well, you've been scheming and spying and screaming and crying, but you know there's still something that you're still not trying. Give up. You've been trying to sell this so long, even though there's no one out there buying. Give up. I know you're tired of the same old song, but it's not really failure if you're not even trying. Give up. It's like you're banging your head against the same old wall Baby, all you got to show is a bruise All you got to show well, is a bruise Well, it's a crazy thing to do to just keep on repeating All these actions that will only lead to cranial bleeding Give up, it's time for you to throw in the towel Capitulate and raise the white flag Give up, but don't be bitter Just because you're a quitter You can even hold your head up and brag That's right, you gave up she gave up, she gave up. That's right, I never even suited up, folks. I threw the baby out with the bathwater. I forgot the Alamo. And we are back. We're back. We're back. Um, Navi, uh, where? what are we doing segment-wise today? I guess, uh, I don't think we have any feedback. So I guess Did our listeners just... stop listening? Actually, that's not true, because Giovanni did tell me that he uh, enjoyed our simulation, even though we got pretty tired by the end of it. Oh, that's nice of you, Giovanni. Um, yeah, so we don't have any feedback. Um, in terms of our regular segments before we do the the word tier listing and uh, MVPs of the episode, what do we have to check off, Navi? Well, first off, we have the, you know, will this make the playlist? Um, and obviously, Run Candace Run makes my playlist. Uh, give Up makes my playlist when I'm trying to take a nap. Yes. I feel like it's same. a good like, <laughs> fall asleep song. Yeah. Um, Give up if giving step off. Step off. Step off. Anyways, uh yeah, these are these are fine songs. They're not like I don't think I'm gonna remember them other than like kind of the first one for the memes. Uh, but I'm sure you'll remember both fondly. I'll definitely remember run Candace run. Yeah. Uh and then uh did Doofenshmirtz impress his professor, Miss Nobby? Well, I'm pretty sure he definitely impressed his professor by not paying his mortgage payments. Um I can see it. And 
I guess for the second one, I don't know. What do you think? I think he brought a dodo bird back to life. I think that's impressive. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have to check off in terms of these uh, little shenanigans that we do here? Um, I guess the inventions are, uh, I know what you're doing today's. I would rather read than run. Same. And, uh, I mean, the hot air balloon, you can read on the hot air balloon, so I guess you could do that. Yeah, but I don't, you can also read on the ground. True. I think I would like to do a hot air balloon ride. Um, I, I think I'm good. Yeah, you'll pass. It's fine. We know yeah. you. Uh, season three starting off with full reading from Nobby. Mm-hmm. Um, read anything good lately, Nobby? I haven't really had time to read books, per se, unfortunately. But I, yeah. I am planning on going to the library tomorrow, so maybe I'll pick something out. We love that. Um, anyways, uh, do we have anything else that we have to take care of, or should we start tier listing? Let's tier list. All right. So just to remind everyone, our tier list, we have uh, uh, Queen of Mars, Yummy, 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 uh, OK, Satellite Fell to Earth, and then Busted. Those are our tiers. Mm-hmm. And we are starting fresh, clean slate, slate right, for season yes. three. Navi, where are you ranking rating this episode? Uh, the I- first one, Run, Candace, Run. Run, Candace, run. I think I'll put it in yummy, yummy, yummy for now, but it does have the potential to go up to Queen of Mars. Nice. All right. So Navi's putting it in yummy, 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 as am I. We'll find out Will's ranking later on. I think mine's solid yummy, 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 because I feel like Queen of Mars is just like an echelon higher for me mm-hmm. Um, that this didn't hit, but I thought this was a phenomenal uh, fun kickoff start to season three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of last train to Busfeld, Miss Navi, do you have a strong take? I'm still figuring it out. What do you think? I'm putting this one in okay, just because I do want to differentiate the two episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like high okay. It was not like a low, like, uh, this was fine. Like there were parts of this that I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, but there were just others that I couldn't put it in the same category as Run Candace Run. And I think I just needed to d- differentiate it. Okay, that makes sense. Because I was going between yummy, yummy, yummy and okay. Um... And I think the I liked it more when I was watching, but it but as you were like sort of describing it and sharing your thoughts, it kind of made me realize that that maybe it is just okay, and that's okay. And so it's okay. I'll, and the, so I'm gonna put it in okay. We have these tears because if every episode of Phineas and Ferb was the same, then we wouldn't have a podcast about it. Exactly. All right, Navi, are you ready to get into the MVPs for the week? Yes. All right. So where are you going with Run Candace Run? I'm giving it, I I was actually between Doof and Perry, um, and I think I'm going to go with Doof. Doof and Schmertz, the winner of season two, is already winning season three, after an early start. Uh, yeah, he does eventually call Charlene, so he did save Doof and Schmertz Evil Incorporated, so I'll take that as a win. All right, and then why were you considering Perry? Just because I'm not going to give Perry my points. Because he was trying to talk sense to Doof, and he did eventually get through to him. That is valid. That is valid. All right. I'm going to give my point. I was joking earlier about Smorky. Uh, I don't think Will would be happy if I gave it to Smorky, although I would try. Um, so I'm going to give it to Sally because Sally entertained me with her. Why is your neck so long? Why are you a freaking giraffe? Uh, and her illiteracy cracked me up. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of opportunities to give Sally a point moving forward. So I wanted to shout her out right here. Navi seems nonplussed. Navi? Yep, I'm here. Okay. 
I feel like you're just like, you're just like your lack of commentary is your commentary. No, I was just having some internet issues, but I think I fixed it. Okay. Uh, what do you think of me giving my point to Sally? I think it's a solid pick. Uh, she was savage to Candace, so I think it was great. Yeah. Uh, anyways, Navi, uh, do you want me to go first for MVP for Last Train to Busville? Yeah, sure. Um, I appreciated Candace taking a chill day. Buford and Belsheet entertained me, but I don't know. I think Wenda breaking the glass ceiling is an MVP for years and needs to be recognized as a train conductor. So also it's Joan Cusack. Um, and I, I think I'm going to give it to Glenda. Solid choice, especially because it's her one and only appearance. Yeah. So. Might as well get her on the board. I am going to give it to the Dodo bird. As you should. Yeah. When I saw the Dodo bird, I was like, okay, this is going to be a contender for Na- Navi's tribe at the end of the season. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, uh, so go on, give the Dodo bird your flowers. Yes, absolutely. Um, any other reasons besides the Dodo bird just attacking and pummeling, uh, Doofenshmirtz and, uh, as a, as a, um, being called a turkey? I just love that he was, Doof was beefing with an extinct animal. That was great. (laughs) As Doof does. Um, anyways, uh, Navi, do you have any final thoughts on these two episodes? No, this is a fun start to season three, and I'm excited to see what the rest of the season has to offer. Yeah, so up next we have The Great Indoors and Can Jeremy. Uh, so it seems like a Candace Jeremy episode on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are looking forward to having more guests on this season now that we're all kind of settling in to the podcast game. But for now, it's just me and Navi until Will gets back from Germany. We have discussed with Will what his ideal plans are, and he told us, Germany has given him internet issues. So we uh, are not confident in getting Will on the podcast until he's back, but we will try nonetheless. We miss our king, our mustachio man. Uh, So while we are on this topic, Will's pop culture plug is going to be the German version of the Mario movie, which he saw with no English subtitles. And uh, I am sure he had a great time. Navi. With that said, where should people keep up with you? And do you have any pop culture plugs? Or do you want to do a succession minute real quickly? Or should we wait till Will's here? Um, yeah, we can do a quick succession minute. All right. So succession spoilers up ahead. Navi, do you have any questions for me as I am now caught up? Uh, who's your fave? Uh, who's my fave? Kendall Roy, because he's a sad girl. He's a sad boy. Um, he's baby girl. Um, and he's a sad little depressed man. And I empathize with him because I'm sad but he's also toxic so um I don't empathize with that but I there are just some times that a character will say something to Kendall and like beat him down verbally and I just empathize with that and just like I'm sad too Kendall it's okay just are you a (laughs) are you a Ken and Stewie shipper (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing it is I mean I think Kendall would like to be fucked by Stewie? Come on. I Stewie's think, hot. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. But I, I, I didn't, I'm still processing the news. Like, I thought people were shipping Tom and Greg because I feel like that's a gay relationship. Oh, yeah. Greg. Well, that's definitely like, like Tom shit. wants to fuck Greg so badly. And that's my yes. take on the situation. Definitely. Um, we love Jerry. Jerry's awesome. Uh, I love Roman and I love Siobhan. Um, Roman's Roman. my little gremlin man. I love yeah, him. Yeah, he looks like a little hobgoblin. 
when he masturbates into the window, I screamed. Yes. Um, this is great for the Phineas and Ferb podcast, by the way. <laughs> was that the first discussion of that? Does that the first time we ever said that word on the podcast? Um, I'm sure we've made euphemisms like we've made euphemisms, the hard, yeah. the hard M bomb. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. Born the floor was a memorable moment. Uh. Elastigirl was in this series, and no one told me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I, I feel like I don't have takes unless you guide the discussion. No, I, I, I love the show. Um, I did oh. hate seeing my boy Logan lose at points. You love I Logan I am a Roy. Logan apologist. <laughs> I mean, he lost the game of life a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Well, we knew that was coming eventually. See, I never expected it to actually happen in the show. I thought the show was going to end and he was going to give the company away and then die. <laughs> um but then uh no kendall roy is my favorite i uh love him he's just a sad sad little man um and i empathize deeply um and then uh i i love some of the memes that they've made like when uh tucker carlson got fired and then they were like oh carrie's gonna take over fox news yes that was great um the next Successful episode takes- twitter is a great place it's so unhinged Yes. Uh, uh, the next episode takes place at my workplace. Uh, oh. So I see it in the trailer. Um, I know one specific scene films in the building I work in. I don't know what scene it is. I just know I saw a production scout uh, doing stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, there's only five episodes left. I will push back against something you've previously told me mm-hmm. that you think Succession is a better show than Better Call Saul. I disagree with that statement. Uh, although I do think it's a really great show. Okay, yeah. I need to rewatch Better Call Saul, so. Uh, I just, I think, like, I, despite everything I'm watching, I think Ray Seahorn needs to win an Emmy because I think the best acting across everything I've seen this year was Ray Seahorn in episode 12 of this season, the last season. You've seen the last season, right? Yes, I have. Okay. I think Ray Seahorn needs an Emmy. Um, and now she doesn't have to compete with Sarah Snook, hopefully. Because uh, I'm sure Ray Seahorn will submit for supporting, even though I think she's lead. Yeah. Uh, still upset about Mandy Moore not even getting nominated last year for This Is Us. Anyways, Navi, we should have more succession discussions when Will gets back. Um, yes. Because I saw you and Will and Chappelle tweeting about the closed loop system. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Um, yes. But Navi, where, where can people keep up with you besides succession Twitter? And what is your pop culture plug besides succession? Uh, my pop culture plug, I haven't watched too much. Uh, I recently watched uh, Yuri on Ice, which is in uh, Shocker, an anime. And it's super gay and super wholesome, and you would really like it. Okay. That is Navi's pop culture plug. How's the Baruto minute? I have not been watching Baruto. I haven't watched Baruto since uh, December, and I don't think I will pick it back up. So It's not good? No. No. It makes even the bad episodes of Naruto look good. Well, I kind of just sludge through Naruto because I'm like, this is kind of familiar. But Baruto yeah. is like totally uncharted waters for me. And I'm like, I, I, I can't stand this fucking kid. So okay. protect your mental health, Navi. Yes. Um, in terms of me, you can follow me at what the fleep on all social media, primarily most active on my Instagram, but I will be making a TikTok soon. So keep your eyes peeled to that. Uh, that is where I promote all the stuff I'm doing. 
uh, including stand-up shows here in the Los Angeles area. Mm-hmm. I am booked for a show on Sunday that will have happened before this episode drops. So uh, I might post some clips if I buy this video for that one. But I am still working on making videos for my last set. Uh, it will also be pretty much the same set. So um, in terms of uh, my main at What the Fleep on all social media, Brazil Dragon Pod on all social media as well, including the Instagram page. Twitter, I need to get better at it. We are work- chugging along slowly on Snoopy, Scooby Snacks and Chats. Uh, we have a couple episodes scheduled, not recorded yet. Um, so I'll have some in the can hopefully by the end of next week. Uh, it's been a slow month for the Brazilian Dragon Podcast in terms of what you've seen. But in terms of behind the scenes, we have three episodes currently banked for Media Made Me for our 10-episode first season. Uh, working along on that. Plus, we have something in pre-production right now. Uh, I'm just going to say it's going to be a podcast and that's that's just the way uh if you want a hint p-o-d-c-a-u-s-t if you can figure it out uh and uh we have some other podcasts in the hopper plus lots more finnies and ferb ideally with guests um and i am scheduled to make an appearance on a podcast discussing gossip girl shortly but you may have also seen that i was on one indescribable podcast talking about the season one finale of zoe's extraordinary playlist uh it was a grand old time, also a very sad time during part of the episode because it is a very emotional episode. But we had a lot of chaos and a lot of fun. I definitely want to invite Lindy, Todd, and Adam to come chat about Phineas and Ferb as well as any Brazilian dragon content that they're interested in. We actually mm-hmm. have Todd booked for one of the Scooby-Doo movies. Um, in terms of my pop culture plug, this is also going to be a bittersweet one, but um, one of my favorite Survivor players passed away recently. Uh, Keith Nail, and uh, I was bawling on my drive to work a couple of days ago listening to the Rob uh, Has a Podcast tribute episode where he talked to Kelly Wentworth and Jeremy and Natalie Anderson and Andrew Savage and Kimmy Kappenberg. Um, So just like some beautiful stories about Keith Nail, who was one of my favorite Survivor players in the last uh, decade of Survivor, Mm -hmm. for sure. And he was just like a good time. Uh, So I'm going to promote that as well as something a little more lighthearted um it, i really enjoyed the dungeons and dragons movie honor among thieves like i'm not someone who's played a lot of DD. i played two sessions and i was just kind of like zoned out for a lot of it because i have adhd brain and uh this was a lot of fun like i had a great time uh and even if you haven't DD'd much i still think it's a fun movie when it comes to streaming for navi or if you have a chance to see it in theaters with that said navi hashtag what did i say pooker yeah pooker at myself, at Navi, and at Will. Uh, until next time, everyone, we're going to be talking about the great indoors and Candarami. With all that said, corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yummy. Bye. I know you know what you're doing today. I know you know. What you doing? Isabella Buford, Phineas and Ferb, Candace gonna bust you if you.